Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 1, 2, 1, 2, yeah, yeah, hey, hey. Waking up with Energy 95.3. Waking every morning. When you wake up in the morning. Now here's Tucker and Mora. Welcome to the Take Two Podcast. You've made it. You have arrived. So this is where we look back at the week on the air. The week that was. So if you missed anything, you might get a chance to hear it in this podcast. And if it's something you heard before and you're like, I heard this already, then you just press that skip 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. skip 30 seconds, skip 30 seconds button. Or maybe it'll be even better the second time, (laughs) Tucker, right? Could be. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you know when the new one comes out. And uh, we'll do it every week. Thanks for listening. I was picking up my daughter from daycare on Friday, and it's in the distillery district. She's essentially going to daycare in the North Pole right now. Oh, yeah, because of the Christmas market? <laughs> yeah. It's like full on, especially on a Friday night. Yeah. And uh, I'm going through the distillery district. I've got her stroller, which is empty mm-hmm. because I'm going to get her, and a pack of elves circle around me. <laughs> There's little elves walking around, you know, talking to people and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if this is going to happen to me every single day now, if this is something they're going to do. Were to- they doing bits? <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the elves said to me, oh, I think there's someone missing from your sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like saying, I'm not here to celebrate Christmas. Get away from me. <laughs> here to pick up my child from daycare. And when she said that, there's someone missing from your sleigh. They all started laughing and pointing at me. Looks like you're missing a little passenger in your sleigh. Exactly. Is someone going to say this to me every single day that I'm in the... Is this like a line that they've been coached to say? Oh, here she comes again. <laughs> no baby in her little stroller. <laughs> Looks like someone fell out of her sleigh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what it felt like. In that voice. I hope, I hope to God they do it to you every single day leading up to Christmas. What do I say back <laughs> to that, you know? You know what you do? You just drop like a big F-bomb. <laughs> and just shut it down. No, I can't do that. They're so festive. It's really cute. But like, I'm not there to, you know, drink a hotty toddy. <laughs> You're just passing through to I'm get your kid. I'm just passing through. I'm running errands, essentially. You should pack coal in the stroller. And oh. as you walk by, once you see them start coming up to you and they open their mouth, you fire coal at them. <laughs> oh, look, here comes the woman with the... Just empty stroller. Let's do the old gag where we talk about how her baby must have fallen off the sleigh. <laughs> oh, hello! You're missing someone! <laughs> exactly. That's what they're going to do to me every day oh, now. I hope someone on that team is listening and they do do that to you every day. Keep us up to date. I will. <laughs> People were having fun, though. People were doing... You know when people take a ski and there's like five shots on the ski and then you line up five people and everyone does... You have to do it at the same time, otherwise you get a shot in the face. I'm like, am I the only one who's not having a good time (laughs) right now? (laughs) You're picking up your daughter from daycare and people are doing shots, so this is like the middle of the afternoon? It's 4.30. People are doing shooters. Yeah, on a Friday. On a Friday. Yeah. Aren't people still at work at 4.30? Nah. Wow. Not in the distillery district. The party has begun. She's a mean one. (laughs) Mrs. Grinch. Yeah, that's me, I guess. Oh, you're complaining about the elves having fun with you and people doing shots at 4.30 (laughs) on a Friday. (laughs) It was the Grey Cup. And... Winnipeg Blue Bombers ended up beating the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Oh, Look, I get it. Talk about that. If you're a Tiger Cats fan, it's disappointing. But as I said earlier, they have to live in Winnipeg year round. Okay, <laughs> that's right. We they gotta could... throw them a bone. Right? Exactly. Give them something. So we thought we would see if they were celebrating by playing a special edition of the Hello Game, Alicia. 
calling a convenience store actually made the call just before. Mm-hmm. What happened was crazy. Yeah. All <laughs> I said was either go bombers, blue bombers, or bombers. Uh-huh. That's it. Over and over again. You have to guess how many times the person who answered the phone reciprocated with a go bombers <laughs> or bombers back. And I think it's a very difficult game to guess exactly how many times someone would say it back. So all you have to do is decide whether or not the guy said it back more or less than eight times. What are you going with, Alicia? More than eight times. You're going over eight. eight. Here is the call. Go Bombers! Go Bombers, yep. Go Bombers! Go Bombers! Yep. Bombers! Bombers. I didn't get the chance to watch the match. Go Blue Bombers! Go Blue Bombers! After 30 years, eh? Bombers! Bombers. Blue Bombers. Blue, blue, bombers. Blue bombers! Blue bombers. 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 Go bombers! Go bombers! <laughs> bombers! Bombers, bombers. Blue bombers! Blue bombers. Bombers! Bomb, 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 bombers! Yeah. So, uh, I would love to continue to talk about bombers, but I have to work. Sorry. Blue bombers! Blue bombers! 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 Bomber, bomber, bomber! Bomb, 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 bombers! Bye! Bombers. Bombers. Blue bombers. Blue bombers. Bye. Wow. (laughs) That was the best guy ever. Yeah. Alicia. Uh, I think I counted like Uh, 21. I don't even know. I was like. 24. 24. (laughs) Depends if you count the bloop, 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 blue bombers the as bum, four or as bum, one. Bum, 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 bum. I counted yeah. as four. Okay. Even fair. people who didn't watch the game are excited about it in Winnipeg. As I said, they got to live in Winnipeg year-round, so they need something <laughs> over there. Congratulations. You just nailed it, Alicia. Thank you. I'll tell you, athletes are trained on absolutely everything these days, including on how to have sex. What do you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> I knew that would elicit a response. Yes. Okay, keep in mind, we'll be discussing a topic of an adult nature. Earmuffs. There's a soccer team in Italy that is in the news because the manager of the team has come out and explained how they would like the players to perform sexually if they have a big game coming Sa- up. Like same day game? Or like doesn't matter okay. if you just have a big game coming up, <laughs> and you want to, uh, you know, make sure you don't uh, interfere with your ability to play the sport. Yes, these are the following tips that you should follow. I wonder if Coach Morrow would agree with some oh, of these here. Wow. Okay, <laughs> this seems insane. Okay. Antonio Conte, manager of the Inter Milan soccer team. Okay, so they has they, these tips. I assume they specific take, instructions. As a matter of fact, they take soccer very seriously over sure. there. Yeah, he says during competition, mm-hmm. it shouldn't last long. Keep it quick. Keep it quick. <laughs> also, it should be done with the least effort possible. <laughs> so underneath the partner, right? Just pure starfish, just <laughs> hanging out. Okay. Yeah. Said it uh, also helps if you're married, because if you're having relations with your spouse, there's no obligation to put on an exceptional performance. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah, sure. If it's someone Uh, new, you have to lead them on to believe that this is the kind of thing that's going to happen all the time. they're with a professional athlete. I mean, there's got to be a certain uh, bar you got to, you know, make sure you maintain. A certain stamina. Yeah, 
a certain think? a certain pace. Yeah. A certain. Yeah, we get it. We get it. <laughs> stop, Pretty clear. I'll stop. So just okay. quick underneath and better with a spouse. Oh, that's it. That's three it. three things. Yeah. Three rules to abide by. Can you do me a favor? Uh-huh. I wonder uh-huh. what this advice would sound like if Coach Mora oh. was giving it to her team. Please, God, don't hang- make me do this. No, no, I'm totally going to make Coach you do Mora this. Coach Mora would hang- never enforce such rules. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, Bundus. That's great. Uh. That's much better, Bundus. <laughs> you better not be burning too many cows off the field, boy. We need that energy on the course, if you know what I'm saying. Coach Mora, what if what if I'm trying to impress her though? If it's a you know a girl I just picked up. Get your head in the game, son. It's time for you to take this game a little more seriously, boy. God, I wish you were a coach. <laughs> you were a figure skating coach. You never talked about that that way in that voice, eh? You're damn right. I talk to my skaters <laughs> this way. <laughs> we take this sport very seriously, Tucker. Okay. Thank you, Coach Mora. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Are you going to be flying over the holidays? Well, as of December 15th, the second phase of the Passenger Bill of Rights will be coming into effect for Canadians traveling to and from all 28 countries in the European Union, Tucker. If your European flight is cancelled, the airline has to offer a choice between... A full ticket refund or rebooking the ticket uh, as soon as possible or down the road if you'd rather go in a couple of months. It's up to you. Plus, you're going to collect anywhere between 366 to $879 Canadian for those cancellations and delays. On go- top of getting the ticket and stuff. Oh, yeah, baby. All right. That's uh, for delays of more than three hours. But once you get into the nine-hour category of delays, you're getting more uh, like a grant. By the way, in the U.S., you get nothing for delayed or canceled flights, no matter what the reason is. They say that airlines don't guarantee their schedules, so passengers can suck it. Uh, Looks like uh, we got a bit of a delay ahead of us here today, and you're going to get nothing. (laughs) You can suck it. (laughs) Is that what you said? Yes. Passengers can suck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's only in the U.S. Only in the U.S. So you think? Do you think people are? It's going to turn into one of those things. Like I remember growing up, they had all those pizza restaurants that would deliver it within thirty minutes, or or it was free. free. Do you remember that era of pizza delivery? And you'd stand there timing them, and you'd be like, "Yes." It's, it's late. Free. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if that's what's going to happen. People are going to hear the announcements. Yeah. I'm sorry, flight's delayed. Everyone's going to be like, yeah. Well, I certainly would be if it was uh, between three and nine hours. Like, I'd be wanting that nine hours to hit so I could get a grant. Yeah, right. right? And still be able to get to where you were going, but yes. you got a th- thousand in your pocket. A big thousand Rudy <laughs> burning a hole in the yeah. pocket too. Oh my god. (laughs) You are a street rapper. Oh yes. Am I your pocket toonie? <laughs> thousand Rooney yeah. burning a hole in my pocket toonie. Yeah, to I gotta put that on a t-shirt. Yes. That's, that's my new tattoo. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. If you do not own an Apple Watch, you are missing out on your opportunity for it to save your life. Really? Another story of an Apple Watch potentially saving someone's life. You had one uh, probably about a month ago you were talking about? Yeah, some guy it was a dad who was trying to meet up with his son and he was biking to meet up with him he got hit by a car uh the apple watch called 911 because it felt the impact and sent the son who was waiting for him a message that included a gps map of the ambulance taking him to the hospital my watch can tell me today is the 27th (laughs) oh no i'm off by a day 26. Yeah, look at my watch is even wrong. The date. (laughs) Damn. It's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. This is a story of a woman who's in her 70s, 74. Yeah. And she woke up in the middle of the night uh, the other day with an alert from her Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. It was buzzing on her wrist and it told her that she had an irregular heartbeat. Really? She went to the hospital 
an act that apparently, according to medical people, could have saved her life because she was at risk of stroke or heart attack. And uh, if she had wow. waited much longer, that would have probably been the end result. So she, it, this was like a precursor to a heart yeah, attack. or a stroke. <gasps> Why aren't we all wearing one of these? I know. They're just, they just don't look sexy to me. Is that wrong for me to say? I, uh, yeah, no, it's not wrong for you to say. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm always been a watch guy. Yes, you have been. But uh, I've never wanted the Apple Watch yes. because I don't want to buy a watch that's going to be outdated in two years. Right? I've got enough technology that's already getting you outdated. To download the new software. And Come I got on. a phone in my pocket. Like, I don't need to have it yeah. everywhere. I got to plug it in at night but to plug now, in the Apple Watch? Yeah, of course. You got to charge that thing uh. like every anything else. No. You know, I, that was another thing is I didn't want to watch that ran out of battery. Yeah. You know, wanted my thing to be able to go long term. Yeah. And you like to be able to dive with your watch on, don't you? Like like a waterproof watch. Waterproof is great. Although you can swim with an Apple watch. Can you? Yeah. It's got this little thing that'll spit out water after you swim in it. Really? Yeah. For real. I was even thinking about uh, getting one for my mom or seeing yeah. if she wanted to get one because... You know, like, uh, she lives alone. Mm -hmm. And I thought if she had an Apple Watch, it would work almost like those old people monitoring systems where if they fall and they can't, like, get up to call somebody, they could use the watch to send a message. Yeah, but I don't know about your mom. My mom's... (laughs) Never going to figure that out. Mom, you just tap the bezel and then you like scroll through (laughs) to the apps and then you go to the messages. (laughs) No. (laughs) Literally, my mom says, no one calls me on my cell phone. I'm like, mom, you have to turn it on to receive phone calls. Press power. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah, I can <laughs> she tell. She sends me a message about my the phone's inter- not working. She sends me an email. She's like, my internet's not working. I'm like, it is because you're sending me an email. <laughs> so it's working. <laughs> Drives okay. me nuts. So you're saying getting your mom an Apple Watch would be a mistake. Huge mistake. But I see the benefit there. If you can be a bit tech savvy. Saving well, lives. I mean, your mom broke her hip. How she, long was she lying on the floor oh for? Oh, my God, Tucker. She was on the floor for five hours yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah. And she crawled towards the phone. And it's one of those phones that's hanging on the wall. Like old school style, yeah, right? A rotor- Mounted. Rotary dial. No. Yes. And she was able somehow with a broken hip to get up onto one leg after uh, five hours of being on the floor and dial 911. I mean, what a nightmare. And at the end, was she like, why did I wait five hours to do this? I should have just done it right well, away. I don't like, know. I, I guess. I think, I think she was thinking that she could be there for days on the floor. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. Uh, what's going on, Andrew? Nothing. I was just calling uh, with the feature with the Apple Watch. It actually recognizes if you fall over. It would send an alert being, are you okay? And you can push yes or no, and it would call 911. Oh, really? Or if there's an emergency, you can actually push the uh, the button. Know how you normally set the clock on a normal uh, watch? The crown, uh, the thing there, yeah. Crown, maybe? You can push that three times, just like you could push the power button on uh, your, uh, your phone three times, and yeah. it will call 911 as well. Wow. Ah, that's pretty neat. That's cool. Now, what if you just slump over? <laughs> Well, it recognizes the vertical change from a certain height. So if you're if it recognizes your height is three feet all the time, and then you go down to zero, it will recognize that. That's unbelievable. I mean, it's crazy, right? Did you get one for your parents? Uh, well, my wife has one because she gets dizzy when she stands up, and so she, if she falls over, because um, we have three kids, it's just an easier thing than teaching the kid. Well, the kids know how to call nine one one, but it's an easier yeah. thing. Than to like when they're worried, they're not like, "Mom, what's wrong?" Right? It's amazing. Yeah, if you're prone to like passing out, yeah, wouldn't it be great? Absolutely. My watch would tell you it's the day ahead <laughs> if you fell over. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. That's not good. You're falling into the future there. Yeah. <laughs> Although you could turn the bezel and time how long you've been on the ground for <laughs> <laughs> waiting. Wow, that's yeah, great. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Andrew. No problem. Have a good one. How long have I been lying here? It says it's the next day. (laughs) (laughs) At least 24 hours. I've been here at least, uh, yeah, (laughs) 911. Yeah, what's your emergency? I've been passed out for a whole day. (laughs) My watch says it's the 27th. (laughs) Have we all been mispronouncing the word ruffles when it comes to the potato chip? I was heating and crushed some ruffles. (laughs) 
Rufles. Rufles. I wonder if that was intentional. Somebody just purposely mispronounced one word just to get their uh, little ramen recipe to go viral. I feel like it must have been intentional. Rufles. While that's cooking, get out garlic, salt, olive oil, cheddar cheese, and cheddar and sour cream rufles. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, that's pretty great. What is that word that you are constantly mispronouncing or you hear other people constantly mispronouncing it? Uh, what's that word for you, Ashley? Okay, well, we don't have rufles, but every time we go to our doctor's appointment, our doctor calls a penis a penis. Your penis? (laughs) And we can't stop laughing every time. I have older children, and yeah, it's just one of those things, trying to sit there with a straight face. (laughs) Is he like an uppity British doctor? No, no. I'm not sure where this came from. So no accent at all. Just on the word penis. They went to med school, so that's what they're calling it, is a penis. Interesting, ah. interesting one. So hey, there's, there's my story. What, what, what was your name? It's Ashley. Ashley, thanks for the call. You guys are welcome. Have a great day. Hmm. And especially if you know it's coming, that would be the worst, oh, right? Yeah. Like you're in the office, you're waiting for it, and be like, all right, now we have to have a look at your penis. And you'd be like, ah! <laughs> I might have to change doctors. Yeah. They'd just see me like shaking. You know that shake you do when you're laughing, but you can't <laughs> but you have can't anyone notice? Know. Yes. You know? Uh, Laura, what is that word for you that you're constantly mispronouncing? Pizza. You don't say pizza, do you? I do. Like when you're referencing the Leaning Tower of Pisa? No, like it's made out of dough and they put tomato sauce on it. Yeah, yeah. Pizza. (laughs) Yeah, pizza, of course. (laughs) A pizza pie. Exactly. And uh, every time you say that in front of someone new, do they kind of cock their head a little bit and wonder if they heard that right? Absolutely. So I avoid saying it. That's mm-hmm. funny. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it, Laura. No problem. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. We just got a text from the 613. Espresso versus espresso. Oh, yeah. That's a bad one. My Italian in-laws pronounce it wrong all the time, and it drives me crazy. They should know this. I dated an Italian guy, and man, he gave it to me. He's oh, like, yeah. it's not espresso. It's espresso. And was that uh, kind of where the relationship took a hard right? Uh, you were like, I got to get out of I this. I should have listened to the signs. That was the first red flag of many, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, uh, Mary, <laughs> what's that word uh, you or someone you know is constantly mispronouncing? Okay, you might have to bleep it out. So have it your tech guy on standby. Okay, are you ready with so- the beep? All right, we're all good. We're good. Okay, okay the word is I've never heard of this word before. It's sort of like ruckus with an F at the beginning. Yeah, I had a professor, and he was from Cuba, so he spoke his first language was Spanish. Uh And he was teaching us anatomy, and he told us to f*** us on the detail. (laughs) Oh, Oh, he's trying to say focus. I kept saying it two or three times because we were all dying laughing. Someone very, you know, kindly said, you know what, sir, it's supposed to be focus. (laughs) Realize you started laughing, but yeah, that has stuck with me for years. So I thought I'd share that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. You're welcome. Have a great day. You here's, too. Here's another popular one from the 905. Uh, diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard people say yeah. diabetes? Sure, sure. I mean, I probably said that like for most of my childhood. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> Uh, As opposed to diabetes. Diabetes? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it's not diabetes. And yeah. then I have Well, that's a, a singular form for diabetes. <laughs> diabetes is diabetes. Are you ready? I now, thanks to scientific research, have an official cure for a hangover proven to cut through the symptoms right away. I'm By right the- here. You don't have to yell at me. <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. By the way, yeah, coffee found to be a very bad idea during this study. Okay. Turns out it prolongs your hangover. Okay. Yeah. Something to think about. But. But okay, I'm right this here. I'm right here. Is what you're side- spitting on my face now. <laughs> And I'm like 10 feet away from you. I'm going to grab you by the shirt lapels. <laughs> I know you and are. And pull you close. Okay. Okay. Enough. 
Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Just do this. Do this for the next three minutes. Just tease us with the answer. Okay. Yeah. Turn up your radio. Okay. <laughs> it's turned up. Okay. Drinking coconut water uh-huh. with pear and lime juice, and you pair that with a side of cheese, tomatoes, and cucumber! Now, the platter of cheese, tomatoes, and cucumber actually boosts the activity of the juice, mm-hmm. which contains two enzymes, which slice right through the alcohol in your body, okay? To make the juice, here's the breakdown. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let me guess. You want another drum roll? Are you ready? Here is how you make the juice, <laughs> yeah, Tucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. 65% pear. Yeah. 25% lime. Yeah. 10% coconut. Why are you doing I the sad know. thing? This is... Lame. I'm going to tweet out the recipe at Maura Grierson. You're welcome. Who's going to make this when they're hungover? Yeah. I, where's the McDonald's hash brown in there? <laughs> That's what I want no, when I'm hungover. No, no, that, you know, no. Something greasy. No. Uh, I'll tell you what somebody once told me was the perfect cure for a hangover, and he was a pharmacist. Now, keep okay. in mind, he may have been an awful pharmacist. I don't know. Yeah. He was a friend of, uh, he was the brother-in-law of a friend of mine. Okay. And he gave us all the same concoction. We were oh. at a stag party. Oh, yeah. Staying at a hotel. And it was vitamin B. Uh-huh. It was Advil. Yeah. And a gravel. <laughs> Wait, you take all three of those? Yeah, you crush that when you go to bed. At the end of the night, you okay. take that. And I, look, I don't know if it's even medically sound to combine all that. It's just what he gave me. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm not encouraging anyone else to do it. I'll just tell you what someone gave me and okay. I'll tell you. That gravel not only helps you with the nausea, but it helps you have a better sleep. Which is key. You know, you wouldn't want to lean on that all the time. Or how about this? Just don't get wasted and drink a couple of glasses of water at night before you go to bed and then you'll be fine. That's the always the thought. But sometimes you screw up because you get roped into doing a shot or two or three. Well, then drink the water. That is the key. Again, sometimes you go in with the best of intentions. Fall asleep on the couch before you have a chance to hydrate. I got you. So you wake up the next morning, got a hangover, 65% pear, 25% lime, 10% coconut, and then you have the platter of cheese, tomatoes, and cucumbers, which sounds delicious, does it not? Not when I'm hungover, but anyway. (laughs) What's going on, Gus? So I I used to know, like, uh, residents, when they party, one of them, like, the next day would start IV saline bags. Mm -hmm. And it would clear the hangover right up because he said that the hangover is just dehydration. You get fluid in your body and you get better. Apparently they have that service in Vegas. Like there's a bunch of ambulances rolling around and you can just jump in the back and get uh, an IV. Yeah, Get an IV. And I know a nurse who who, uh, works in London, Ontario. And when they go out on like big benders, they always have a bag of saline. They give themselves like an IV drip. The next morning? Yeah, yeah, the next morning. And they say it brings them back to life. It's like you've just been shocked with the paddles and you're good to go. Wow. Instantly, right? Because it's also like like when you drink a lot of water, it has to go through the first pass effect. So like your body has to absorb it and then get it that way. But when you get an IV saline, that's direct to the bloodstream. So it clears oh. your hangover right up. You yeah. are hardlining that. Yes. I wonder if there's a place in like the greater Toronto Hamilton area where you could go. Or like I know, you know, some people, uh, celebrities, when they have big wedding weekends, mm-hmm. they'll bring in a crew of people to <laughs> offer this service. Amazing. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to have like, you know, you got a big stag party. You bring that in the next day. Honestly, I have had situations where a hangover has ruined an entire weekend. You know, like a hangover oh, that takes two days to yeah. get rid of. And I'm like, what a waste. Befriend the nurse. Befriend the nurse. <laughs> yeah. I be sailing bags, no problem. So you work in the medical field? I do. Yeah, so there, look at that. He's oh, basically Gus. laughing at your... Uh... Gus, me and you. You're my new <laughs> saline bag friend. <laughs> Gus, we're going to need to see you every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. for the foreseeable future, okay? If you can book us in. All right. Anything to help. Anything to help. Thanks, Gus. <laughs> There is an ancient practice, Tucker, that will increase your creativity, increase your libido, promote better sleep, increase your focus, regulate your hormones. Many people say if you start your day off like this, you're not going to need coffee anymore. That seems too good to be true. Too good to be true? Yeah.
It is sunning your bare bum for 30 seconds every morning. And I am dead serious. The hashtag butthole sunning <laughs> it is literally trending uh. on Instagram, on Twitter. You need to let me paint the picture for you. I don't know if I want the picture painted. How about just a light sketch? Uh, yeah. You don't want a full photo I, I, I in don't mind? want like the uh, full watercolor version. Yeah, yeah. I want like the charcoal. Okay, just, just you know, a sketch. The right? sketch. Yeah. You head outside, uh-huh. you lie on your back with your legs in the air. Yeah. You're spread. And it allows solar energy up into your organs, which strengthens your organs. All you need is 30 seconds. Because when I first started reading about this, I'm like, well, I'm going to get a sunburn. That part of my body's never seen the sun before. (laughs) 30 seconds of sun exposure. The ideal hours of the day to do this are between 7 and 9 a.m. And I'm going to play something for you if you don't think it's real. This is a yoga guru that I literally follow on Instagram. Instagram called Ra of Earth, and he <laughs> yeah. he in this video uh-huh. is leading three men in this uh, you know sun exposure thing who've never done it before. Have a listen. In a mere thirty seconds of sunlight on your butthole, you will receive more <laughs> energy from this electric node than you would in an entire day being outside with your clothes on. You guys are 10 seconds in. How does it feel? Mm, <laughs> Warm. Mm, absorbing energy. Come on. You guys all said, mmm. Mm, <laughs> yummy. <laughs> wow. Yummy? <laughs> Nourishing. Like mother's milk. <laughs> Three, two, one, complete. Charged oh, up. Yeah, wow. That sounds like quite the experience, Mark. You heard one of them, all like right. mother's milk. Everybody, take a deep breath. Oh, wait, on second thought, maybe not. It's a bad idea. That's called uh, Upward Dog, by the way, if you're wondering about the yoga position. Yes. You've heard of Downward Dog? It's the uh, less popular Upward Dog. You have no idea, do you? Because no. Upward Dog is literally a move that is you it? do right after Downward Dog. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yes. Okay, well, what would you call that yoga move it's if actually, you're, like, butt-sunning? It, it's a happy baby. All it's right. when you're lying on your back and you have both of your feet in your hands like a, like an infant does when you're changing their diaper. All right, everybody. <laughs> happy baby now. Everybody in a happy baby position. Yes! It sounded uh, like they were trolling, man. When you listen to those guys in the video, it sounds yeah. like they're putting no, it No, these are real guys. I don't believe yeah. it. They right. are. I don't believe it. You try it first, more. Let us know how it All works. Right. <laughs> wow. What? This could be a turning point for all of us when it comes to the relationship we have with Professor Bundes here on the show. Okay. Wait until you find out what Professor Bundes thought of the new Martin Scorsese movie that is now finally available on Netflix as of today. It was uh, built for Netflix. They made the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix paid for it. They did have some screenings, which is how Bundes saw it before this. Okay. Uh, I was premiered at film festivals around the world. You got Al Pacino, you got Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci. Check. You know, like all the cast of characters you'd want to see in one of Scorsese's mob-type movies. Yeah. It deals with Jimmy Hoffa and the mob, and it's... uh, Sounds like a perfect movie. Okay. Rotten Tomato score, Maura. Mm-hmm. 96%. Audience score, 86%. So it's a great movie. Yeah. And wait till you find out what Bundus did in the movie. What? What did you do? What did you do? Tell her. Tell everybody listening. I walked out of it. Oh! You walked out of like an advanced media preview screening? Yep. This is crazy. This is the first time where it's like, I haven't seen the movie yet, Mm -hmm. but now this is going to establish the foundation on whether or not I can trust Bundes for his opinion on movies. Because if I watch this movie, which by the way, is three and a half hours long. Oh. Okay. If I watch it and I think it's a great movie and agree with all the critics and everybody else, Mm -hmm. I will never trust Bundes again for a review on a a film. Sure. Let me tell you. 
Nobody mm. loves Martin Scorsese movies as much as me. Wolf of Wall Street, Departed, Casino, Goodfellas. These are great movies. Yeah. So yeah. I was so excited to see The Irishman. I couldn't wait. Yeah, okay. you got a chance to go see an advanced screening of it. Yeah, I'm thoroughly excited. I'm there. I'm sitting down, got my popcorn, I'm ready to dive into Were this you movie. aware that it was so long before you went? I didn't know it was three and a half hours. Oh, okay. Maybe that's part of the that, problem. That might have been right? part of the issue. Yeah. To be fair, it was a little late. It was like a 7.30 screening on a Tuesday night, and okay. I do have Ooh. to wake up. 7.30? Pretty, well, oh, considering boy. the time we oh. wake up. For he the, went to the, the late show, everybody. <laughs> Apparently the 1.15 wasn't available, oh, so he, had to, okay. he was planning on staying up past 10 p.m. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. But... <laughs> I, Mr. Bachelor, you know, yeah. give me a break. <laughs> I I thought the acting in the movie was exceptional. All okay. the characters were very good. The problem was that and don't give away the movie. I'm please. not going to give away the movie, but I, when I, they all died at the end, I thought no, was, oh, you didn't even, I didn't see even the watch end. the end. I left. Yeah. Okay, I just found the movie to be so boring. Like there's so many interesting ideas. Like I was fascinated with the idea of Jimmy Hoffa and how this was going to play out. Did. Oh, man. <laughs> Professor Bundes. Go ahead, Professor yeah. Bundes. And like, you know, everybody's like, what happened to Jimmy Hoffa? And I thought this movie was going to dive into a little bit more than it did, but it really wasn't that. It was a lot of guys just sitting around tables talking. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of action in the movie. Too much dialogue? Not enough explosions? Not enough explosions. Not, not enough, enough car killings, chases? Not enough, not enough Fast and the Furious for you? No, there, there was a lot of interesting <laughs> potential plot points with Jimmy Hoffa and... Kennedy's and how the mob helped uh, President Kennedy get into office and there's so many different things that this movie touches but it doesn't go anywhere with it. You're kind of feeling like it almost spread itself a bit too thin. Instead of diving into one thing, it was diving into a lot of things. Yeah, and there was just a lot of like, I'm watching this, the Irishman who's played, or Frank Sheeran played by uh, Robert De Niro, you're just watching his life kind of unfold from the early, mid-1940s all the way up. But Bundes, would you bring a chick to see it? (laughs) (laughs) I did go with a chick to see this movie and she hated it too oh Oh. now wait a second did you both just want to leave the movie to was that what was going yeah, on? was she like, yeah, I hate it too. Were you I guys, go back were there, to your place? Did you do the old arm around the shoulder <laughs> move? And then all of a sudden it was like, let's get out of here. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're hating it too? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> slow. I mean, we got an hour and a half left. Or we could go and have a nightcap at my place. Yes. Well, at first, at the beginning of the night, I was definitely more interested in the, in the movie than her. Yeah. But like halfway through it, the movie sucked. <laughs> So I was like, let's get out of here. Then all of a sudden, you're Wow, this movie's so boring, you've become a little more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) What a compliment. I hope she's not listening right now. Okay. Okay, well, look, uh, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. I have a feeling I'm going to love this movie, but I'll wait and see. Bundes says... I wanted to love it. He hated it. Left, walked out. On Scorsese. What would you Left give the a... rest of your night? Would you give it <laughs> two thumbs up? Two thumbs up for oh, sure. Okay. There you go. So maybe it was worth leaving. Yeah. Well, you can watch the rest of it on Netflix as of today. I'm and bored. then if you love the movie, you, you'll you know you can never trust Bundes again right. with movie reviews. That's right. Or maybe you agree with him. I am shocked at what I'm hearing about Mr. Rogers. Who knew he had this other side of him? What? So Joanne Rogers... The widow of Fred Rogers was talking. She's been, you know, in the news again because of this whole Tom Hanks movie, Beautiful Mm -hmm. Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah. And she was on board with the idea of doing the movie as long as they just didn't make him look too perfect. Yeah. Because he was a human being and every human being has their thing. Something I didn't realize is that when he proposed to her, he did it over a letter. He wrote her a letter. Really? They hadn't really even hooked up. Wow. They had sort of mutual feelings for each other. And he decided to just lay it out there on paper and write her a letter. No, oh, that's sweet. You she get the called right... him and said yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Get the right sentiment out when you can write it in a letter, you know? She says that uh, this was a man with a strong moral center. Uh-huh. And when they first started, like, he didn't want to be... He, this is ex- an exact quote here. Um she was repulsed by her schoolmates who talked about sucking face. Mm-hmm. And she says of Fred Rogers, any kissing uh, that she and Fred did was pretty unpracticed. <laughs> Which, <laughs> just cute and that sweet. Is, it seems like they were perfect okay. for each other. Are you ready to hear what his move was, though? At a party? Yeah. 
when so they were bored? If they were bored at an event and they went to a lot of events, you got to imagine. Yes. This was a guy who was the pride of PBS and mm-hmm. everything. What he'd do is he would raise one cheek, look at her, and let one rip. No. And then smile at her. No. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. Ra- what do you mean? Like raise a bum cheek or? Yeah. What do you mean by raise it with his hand? Like you just kind of lean oh! over if you're sitting in a chair. Gotcha. Just kind of be like lean over and then smile at his wife and they'd have a good chuckle oh, over that. Oh, yeah. That's... It's the best way to get kicked out of a party, too. (laughs) That was his move. That's ridiculous. If they were bored at an event, he'd pass gas to amuse her. And literally, the quote is, he would just raise one cheek and he would look at me and smile. (laughs) He was funny. He was funny. But still, that's the kind of joke I'm not laughing at. Because, you know, usually you're sitting beside your spouse. Who knows? Maybe people are out on the dance floor at the silent auction, whatever, <laughs> and it's just him and Joanne sitting around the table, and he wants to make her laugh. Oh, and it's I funny. W- I won't even do that in front of my wife no. I, unless I'm sleeping and I'm unaware. Yeah, me too. I have a we code. Don't, we, we don't break the sound barrier in front of each other. Yeah, which is, I think, the way to go. Uh-huh. But not for everybody, and not Mr. Rogers. Doesn't that kind of change things a little bit? Did that make it into the movie? I would love to know that. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie yet. Did Tom Hanks Did Tom Hanks their <laughs> intimate joke that they shared at parties? Yeah, it's right at the part where it says, based on a true story. <laughs> wow. You know what? He's allowed to do that. He was sure. such a good human being. Yeah. If that was his thing, then that was his thing. That was it. That was his thing. Mm-hmm. That's how he cut loose. Literally. Woo! It's a wild And figuratively. Night. Yes. If you're good at playing pool, maybe you'd be perfect for the next mission to space. There are about 3,000 dead satellites right now orbiting space. There's about 4,500 orbiting space. 3,000 of them are dead. They're not even working. And now they pose a big threat to Earth because at some point, they could come crashing down. That has happened, right? Where things have fallen from space and landed in people's backyards or something? So, uh, the European Space Agency would like to go up there and deorbit these dead satellites. And this is the same group of people that they would send up there to push a meteoroid out of the way. Like an Armageddon. They got their crack team that they send out there. These guys. Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. Imagine they sent, like, me and your husband, Matt, up there, Maura. Uh Uh-huh. Because we were, like, great at, uh, I don't know, like... Pool? Pool or something. Well, yeah, the thing about playing pool is that um, they say that's how they get the dead satellites out of space. They say it's like, you just corner pocket. And you just (laughs) get him in the hole. Maura, are you there? It's Tucker, up in space. Hey, Tucker, are you guys okay? Um, I got some bad news. What? Uh, We got a problem here. Uh, One of us is going to have to stay behind. (laughs) And uh, it looks like it's going to be your husband, Matt. I'm afraid to tell you. Yeah. We uh, drew straws and uh, he lost. So... I'm going to put him on here in a sec for you to say goodbye, okay? No. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> Wait, this is still Tucker. I'm no, afraid. it's uh, your husband, Matt, <laughs> no. with his big, deep voice. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look after Harvest for me, no. would you? I'm pretty sure this is still Tucker. No, it's Matt. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking um, about. Tucker, are you sabotaging this mission? No. <laughs> Uh, I'm coming down. Matt is going to stay here, okay? I mean, uh, I'm staying here. Tucker is coming down. Oh! Okay, Matt's dead. I killed him. I already killed him. It was an accident. It's my fault completely. thought you guys were just playing pool out there. Nah, big mistake. Anyway, I'll see you back on Earth. Thanks, Tucker. Sorry to give you the bad news. Can you imagine? You know, that was Aerosmith's first number one song. It was their first yeah, number one song? they never song? had one until they uh, did that song. Wow. I don't want to miss a thing that was used in the Armageddon soundtrack. <sighs> uh, Thanks for bringing a tear to my eye there. Yeah, right. 
Moral was, uh, you weren't on TV yesterday, but you were filming something for TV yesterday. Yes. I was surrounded by a bunch of professionals yesterday from Global and from Global News, and I, I think I insulted somebody because uh, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> and then after the shoot, I realized he's been following me on Instagram for a while, so I should have known me, and I've probably met him before at one of our company events. Yeah, is he um, uh, Alan, someone we should know? Alan Carter? from Alan Carter? <laughs> you didn't know who Alan Carter I thought you meant like a cameraman or something yeah. like that. You didn't know who Alan Carter he's was? He's the, the anchor of the <laughs> global news for Toronto. Oh, so that's why his Instagram handle is Alan Carter Anchor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I thought he's, he was like a boatsman. I would <laughs> say in terms of like um, news people on global news, yes. he would be number two, I guess, behind the uh, woman who does the national broadcast, which is Donna Friesen. So you got Donna Friesen, who'd probably be at the top of the Where chain. Where are you putting Susan Hay in this? Well, Susan Hay's a legend. Okay. But I just mean in terms of, like, anchor jobs. Yes. Alan Carter's got, like, the second biggest gig in uh, global news, I would think. Don't tell me this. I'm never going to oh. be asked back. Well, it's nice. You put him in check. It's, it's always <laughs> nice when you meet someone who's on TV, and then you uh, tell them you don't know who they are, just I, to make sure they don't feel like they're too big a celebrity, I guess. I saw his facial expression, because I'm, I'm just sure that I, first and foremost, I should have known him because he's a celebrity. And so, second of all, I should have known him because I'm pretty sure I've met him before. Because he came in for the, hey, nice to see you again. And I came in for the, hey, my name's Mora. What's your name? Aww. Oh, no. You never Alan. do that. Alan, I'm You always say, good to see, see you. you. Good to, good see, to you see you. Because that could be someone you've never met or someone you've known for 20 years. Hey. Good to see you. Good to see you. How are things? And then what you do is after he walks away, you say to someone, you're like, who's that guy? What does he do? And then it'll be like, you don't know? That's Alan Carter. You You idiot. He's the anchor. (laughs) I should have been there. You should have been there. Look what you've done. You've embarrassed the show now. You could (laughs) have. Hi, what's your name? Oh, hi, I'm Justin Trudeau. And what do you do? Oh, I'm the prime minister of the country. (laughs) I feel awful. I feel so bad. You know, I should have known i should have yeah. known oh. but maybe he found it refreshing question mark <laughs> <laughs> that uh you know finally someone does yeah. it right maybe he loved it he maybe he was like oh finally i can just talk to this person mm-hmm. she has no idea who i am well did you continue to talk to him after you said no nice i walked to meet away you? <laughs> <laughs> i had to get ready for my close-up yeah. on this all right more i'm gonna run some names by you here and see if no, you know who they are no. okay Lloyd Robertson. Okay. And uh, who who did he work for? What network was he on? Uh, Lloyd was on CBC. No. <laughs> CTV. Okay. Who yeah. replaced Lloyd Robertson? Oh, no. As anchor I don't know. at CTV for the national news broadcast. Oh, uh, Peter uh, Mansbridge. <laughs> no, no, no. All these news shows look the same. There's people sitting behind a desk in a suit. Ian Hennemansing. Ian Hennemansing? Hannah Manson. Yeah, he uh, works for what network? You don't know, eh? I just got to see his face. Oh, he's CBC. Yes, he is CBC. Uh, He does like the... He does the weather, doesn't he? No, he's an anchor. (laughs) He has been forever. Like forever. I'm sorry. Okay, this should make Alan Carter feel better. Oh, yeah. It's not that Mora didn't know who you were, Alan Carter. It's that Mora (laughs) didn't know anybody who does the news. I know uh, Dwight Drummond from CBC. Who's that? He's, <laughs> he's the anchor of the evening news. Is he? Pretty sure. <laughs> and then you got uh, uh, okay. that's you got uh, you got your Alan Carter. Yeah. You got your Susan Hay. Yeah. You got your Susan Hay. Oh, she's the best. She's sexy too. <laughs> that too. That's like she is. I've, I was up close and personal with her yesterday, and she is stunningly beautiful. Yeah, she really is. I walked by her in the building. Oh God, a few months ago. Yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> 
Yeah. Classy woman. Classy. Well oh, put yeah. together. Yeah. I saw her before makeup and after makeup. Yeah. Both versions, beautiful. Yeah. That's yeah. not the case with everyone, guys. True. Alan Carter, you should see him before makeup. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nightmare. Yeah. What wouldn't you eat for a billion dollars? If someone said, hey, would you eat this for a billion? What would it take for you to be like, nope, not going to eat it? (laughs) I got a whole list of things that some people would refuse to eat, even if you offered them a billion dollars. I mean, you could put anything in front of me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's nothing I wouldn't do for a billion dollars. What about that A bucket filled with, you know, that guy who was dumping buckets on people? A bucket of poo? Yeah. Give me a knife and fork (laughs) or a spoon or a straw for a billion dollars? A billion. Oh, what if I told you for a billion dollars, all you have to do is eat a large bowl of freshly clipped toenails? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it. A hundred thousand people took part in this. Okay. And the majority of people said they wouldn't do it. Only 27% of people would do it. You're talking about a billion. You know how much a billion dollars is? That's like $999 million plus another million. Yeah, and then you get a billion. You're going to crunch through those toenails? Yeah. But, uh... Chantel says, I'm eating it. Put a little Parmesan on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but just the way it scratches as it goes oh, down your yeah. throat. Oh. Yeah. The crunching, I'd never get that sound out of my head. Yeah, you, know? you could, though. You know what you do? Is you would spend a million of that billion on hypnotherapy. <laughs> And you just, like, to erase forget. that memory from your brain after it happens. I don't know. Uh, Dave's on the phone. Uh, Dave, I understand there isn't anything you wouldn't eat for a billion dollars. I would eat anything that isn't going to absolutely kill me. See, okay. I'm on board with you. Would you eat a whole raw chicken that's rotten? A oh! rotten raw chicken. you got to eat the whole thing. Okay. But it's not going to kill you. Like, there'll be enough medical supervision to ensure that whatever happens, they're going to be able to nuke right away yeah. and uh, keep you alive. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it too. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. A billion dollars. I can't believe that there's one person that wouldn't uh, do that. I don't know. Let Rob? alone, look at only 27% of the 100,000 people said they would do it for a billion dollars. Would you drink four liters yeah. of clean toilet water from the bowl uh-huh. right after something really bad had been flushed down? <laughs> Yeah, I could do that for a billion, yeah. I've seen some people do some questionable things for like $100 in front of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Our friend Tim at university, we would give him like five bucks and we'd make these concoctions in the cafeteria. Five bucks? And he would put in gravy and, and jello and all kinds of things together and he'd take a sip out of it. He didn't care. This is the stupidest study, by the way. By the way, I think this is brilliant. It's the worst study I have. I can't believe people spent time doing this. A cupcake made of earwax. Oh. <laughs> so stupid. No, I'm not doing it. Okay, 10% of people would do it. Ugh. So most people wouldn't. More people would drink a gallon of blood than would eat a cupcake made of earwax, yeah, which is surprising. I, I, I would drink the blood. I think I would, you do would the blood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I kind of like the taste of my own blood. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Stop. We're like, bundus, enough of the blood. <laughs> 39% people said they'd do that. Okay. Four liters of expired milk that's been expired for an entire year. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I think I'd go bowl of toenails before I'd do the year-long expired milk. I, I would agree, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take toenails for sure. I'll give you the one that people, the lowest r- score was on. Okay. The thing that most people wouldn't do. Drum roll? Uh, you, you want a drum roll for this? Uh. Only 7% of people say they would do this for a billion dollars. Eat this. And that is eat a very large live rat. 7% of people are crazy. <laughs> well, That's disgusting. I would do it. You would eat a large live rat. Yes. The yeah. tail too? The, uh, the whole thing. <laughs> I'd eat the teeth. Oh! <laughs> I eat the ears, the tail, and I'm guessing, Dave, you're on board with that too. 
I would do that for yeah, a Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys, you guys need to go out oh to dinner together God. or something. No, I mean, again, I'm not going to enjoy any of this, but I would love spending I that kind of like money. I'd just like to see you try and eat a live rat, because you guys trying to hold it down. I know, just grabbing it would be almost the worst part, He's I think. He's going to run away. He's going to get away from you in a second. Hey, the rat would eat you if it had to. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Imagine a celebrity was paid $100 by a woman... So that he could record a message to break up with the woman's boyfriend. Please don't tell me it was Snoop Dogg. It wasn't, but it was the same site that Snoop Dogg was uh, on. And you could hire him to record a message for any personal reason. So it was through Cameo. Cameo. And the person's name is Mark McGrath from the band Sugar Ray. Okay, well, that's Sugar Ray. What's he up to these days? Well, he's recording messages on uh, Cameo. This Cameo was booked by Cheyenne, and she wants you to know a few things. And this is a little difficult for me to say because it's the first one of these I've done. But she wants you to know that you mean a lot to her. You mean the world to her. But she's having difficulty staying in this long-distance relationship. She still cares about you a lot. You never know what the future may hold. She wants you to be friends. And she knows that um, you're a fan of the band Sugar Ray, which I'm honored. I wish I was delivering you good news. Hopefully I can see you backstage, give you a high five someday, dude. And we can maybe laugh about this sometimes. Uh. Wow. <laughs> that makes me wonder, actually, if you were going to hire uh, a celebrity to dump your significant yeah. other, who would you pick? Immediately, I know exactly who I would pick. Um, that would deliver the message to Matt? Yes. And would it be somebody that Matt is a fan of or somebody that you're a fan of? Because apparently this guy is a fan of Sugar Ray it's not that I'm a f- and Mark McGrath. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. But it's not that um, either of us are a huge fan of his, but yeah. just that he, I think he would deliver it with the right tone and the right sincerity, mm-hmm. and that would be Mr. Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom Hanks. He'd be perfect. Yeah. He'd go in there all soft. Hanks here. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. He'd be great. He'd be great. Oh, uh, you know who I'd like to do it? Ooh. I think um, Morgan Freeman <laughs> would be pretty good if he would narrate something. Oh, yeah. It's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I know you've been together a long time. <laughs> Tucker has been with you for 20 years, Deb, and has enjoyed every minute of it. But there comes a time where every man needs to be set free. (laughs) Here's another one from the 519. Mm -hmm. I would get either Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, that's a terrible idea. You wouldn't understand. Did I just get dumped? I don't even know. You'd never figure it out That's if it was Ozzy really Osbourne. Or Vincent Price. Vincent Price. He's wow. that guy on the Thriller Michael Jackson song that does that. Ah, 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 yeah, he does like the famous laugh. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Well, oh, Mark McGrath did it for a hundred bucks. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else is going to do it for that kind of cash. But she's having difficulty staying in this long distance relationship. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to rip somebody off, do you pick an NHL player? I mean, these guys are big and strong and tend to get angry really fast. <laughs> Right? Especially this guy. Nazem Kadri bought a wedding ring and now he wants a full refund, okay? He bought a five carat diamond wedding ring uh, from Van Rijk Jewelers in the GTA for uh-huh. $131,000. Woo! Now he was told the stone in the ring was worth $435,000. Oh, what he, a deal! He thought he was getting a friends yeah. and family deal. Yeah. But he sent it to a private appraiser who took a look at the stone and said it's actually worth between sixty and eighty thousand dollars. Okay, so he paid a little more. So he paid double that, and yeah. he's taking the guys to court. Now, the jeweler's oh lawyer says he got exactly what he bargained for, and the jeweler suggests that the appraiser switch the stones. I don't know what to say. Apparently, he was also told that the diamond was only available for a limited time. That's interesting. So they're saying there's a chance that the person he went to, the independent appraiser, swapped the stones, stones out. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, I and mean, he's look. like, listen, you know, what do you what do you do in this case? I find like. Honestly, if I get a diamond, I don't know if it's flawed or not. I have no idea. Yeah, for right? just you, you paid too much for it. Right. If that's the biggest thing that happened, then why are you tainting the whole thing? Uh huh. Because now the ring that he—I assume it's an engagement ring, yes, right? Yes, yes. Like, why would you, they have sent it to an independent appraiser and done all this stuff? Totally. Like, you're just asking for it. Totally. Uh, my ring I bought, Deb, when I got engaged, I was looking for a similar size stone at a higher-end jewelry store in Montreal. Yeah. They wanted, like, I don't know, over 10 grand for the kind of ring I was looking for. Yikes. I happened to find a ring guy who sold me one wholesale for, like, half that. Oh, Yeah. But was I mean, he wearing a trench coat? No, he was a legit guy. <laughs> oh, okay, they just yeah. make rings for jewelry stores, and so I kind of went to the middle. Yeah, I went wholesale. Yeah, and uh, but the, here's the thing: I didn't go get it appraised at five other places to see. It could end up being not worth as much right. as what I paid. Right. But diamonds, it, the whole diamond thing is a scam it's anyway. It's a scam. Who says that this stone is worth more than that stone, you know? And I'll tell you why. Because they control the quantity of diamonds that are available on the open market. Uh-huh. Okay? Like the people that control the diamond industry. Okay. Because there's far more diamonds on the planet that are, you know, in the ground and being held back and stuff mm-hmm. to make sure that the value stays up. Okay. You want to know if a diamond's worth something? Try and sell one second end and see what you get for it yeah. and then you'll know no. really what it's worth you want to know if that diamond's worth so, something try cutting a hole in a window with it okay <laughs> no but a it, diamond's I, supposed to cut glass but yeah and so if you have like if you want to make sure it's a legit diamond but in the end it's like just buy a ring you think is pretty yes. and that the value uh, if you want to spend that on your lover and turn yeah. them into whatever or surprise them with it honestly my heart would break if i thought my husband spent like money he didn't have on on a stone you I know mean, i'd be happy with a band i don't care i think that jewelry company should sue nazim kadri for being for- a crybaby about it <laughs> The weekend has a brand new song out. It is called Blinding Lights. Man, it's a great time to own a Roland keyboard, eh? You've had that sucker in storage for a while. Oh, yeah, you can pull maybe, it back out. Maybe like a keytar. You got a keytar at home? <laughs> you just blow the dust off it. <laughs> The 80s are back, baby. I've been waiting a long time for this. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing dropping that other song, Heartless, oh, the other day, which man. was fine. It seemed fine. And then we hear this. Maybe he knew that. Maybe he was floating the bad one out or the less cool one out first, and then he wanted to follow it up with this. But. Yeah, he's kind of fooling us because that first one sounded very much like old school weekend. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, this like is rock like star a, or something. Yeah, and this mm-hmm. is like a whole new thing he's trying out. Yeah, here. totally. Uh, what's going on, Andrew? You're right. They should have released that one before they released the, yeah. the original one. It definitely sounds like an 80s song. Yeah, mm. for sure. And, and I was thinking, um, I remember the a few weeks ago, you guys were playing Bundes' music. And <laughs> I immediately started thinking, I'm just like, this sounds like the song that Bundes was trying to make that track of. Oh, yes! Oh, yeah, oh, I totally want to go for it. Hang on. Whoa! <laughs> Andrew, are you comparing The weekend to producer Bundes? Unfortunately, I think I Okay, am. unfortunately. <laughs> hang on. This was it. You're talking about the song that Bundes was singing live in the studio. But let me play the music. We got The weekend, of course, that we just heard from yeah. with Blinding Lights. And come on, right? Okay, and this was the new music that Bundes was... Uh... Yeah, this, this song called Sammy I'm working on. The beginning of this song sounds almost identical to that. Oh! Right? Come on! It does. <laughs> Bundes! Oh, look at how happy this is making well, Bundes. <laughs> I wonder if The Weeknd was listening and stole your music. I think he did. Yeah, and then he wrote the whole song, had it produced and did everything in a week, and then handed it out to everybody. Yeah, I'm sure that's what happened. Can you sing it live for us again? Oh, no. Uh, it's like... Maybe, nice. <laughs> nice. 
nice guys. Maybe we should get Tucker in the studio. To yeah, sing. can I be the vocalist you for this song? You guys just totally ruined this jam. Okay. <laughs> ruined it. Oh yeah, no. When when Bunny starts singing it, I'm like, it's exactly like the weekend's new song. <laughs> well, I definitely right. won't be singing it on the finished version. Oh, maybe, that's right. Maybe Mora would be good on me? the track. Yeah. <laughs> me. You. Let's see what you got. If you want it, you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy was a young girl. <laughs> she had it all around. <laughs> da, 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 okay, da, we're turning it. into a duet now. I like it. I like the way it's going. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, it's just it's just like the weekend's new song. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Hey, thanks for the call, Andrew. Anytime you want to call us, one 800 2464 Honestly. I could listen to this song again right now. That's how much I like yeah, it. Yeah, seriously. But someone might hate it, so we better yeah, not we do that. Yeah, we just got a text in the 905. Yeah. I don't like the new Weekend song. The well. 80s called. They want their music back. Oh. Yeah, well, it's kind of a trend now. <laughs> yeah. This sound. Yeah, me and the Weekend bringing it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not going to be everybody's jam. That's the nature of the beast, right? Right. So- you ever try and be in control of the music in front of a group of people? There's always going to be someone going, what are we listening what to here? What the hell is this? What is this? <laughs> That's yeah. true. Welcome to the party. It wouldn't be a party without you. Energy 95.3.